Hey, this is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, telling you to go above and Batman beyond. This is Adam Beechin. This is Yoko McCann from Funko. This is Zach from Diamond Select Toys. This is Bernard Chang. Dan Bergen. Hey everyone, it's Michael McQuistian. This is Lolita Ritmanis. This is Christopher Carter with Dynamic Music Partners. This is Travis from at Saturday Morning Batman on Instagram. This is Eli Benson, also known as Batman Beyond fan page, and I'm telling you to go above and Batman Beyond. 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 Welcome back to Above and Batman Beyond, YouTube series and podcast all about DC and Batman Beyond. I am your host, Benjamin David. Today we're going to be talking about Wonder Woman showing up in the Shazam, the Shazam Fury of the Gods trailer number three. We have thoughts. (laughs) Uh, Followed by the Flash action figures. We also have awesome thoughts about those. Scott at the Dot Bat Fan, a very talented uh, toy photographer and friend of the network, uh, at the Die Bat fan on Instagram, check out his stuff. Uh, he j- is joining me to talk about these awesome Flash figures. Uh, so yeah, of course, once again, follow Scott, follow us on Instagram at Batman Beyond Media. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/Above and Batman Beyond, and then please write us a five-star review. Follow the podcast, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to pods. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Once again, wherever you listen to pods. Thank you guys so much for joining us once again on Above and Batman Beyond. All right, Scott, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Wonder Woman, uh, it appears, is in this movie. What do you think? Um, I think it's a little bit random, and I think they've uh, shoehorned her in to subdue <laughs> any of the rumors that she is going to get recast or booted out of the DC EU. Um, Interesting. Or, or whatever the hell remains of the DC EU. Um, but yeah, I, it's strange, isn't it? I mean, I found it um, a little bit surprising, but I wasn't necessarily like, oh, brilliant. I was a bit like, hmm, okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I, it's, <laughs> I really hate to sound this nonchalant, but I really does nothing for me. Yeah, I kind of agree. And I, I love it when this cameo is in other movies because it connects things, you know, even if it is a bit of a uh, cheap way of doing it with a cameo but still uh, yeah good point normally i'm like oh cool you know but Mm, yeah i mean you see the hype that there was for for henry cavill coming into the superman role again back in as uh as him in black uh black adam but yeah for this there was just no i think it was just so random that people just didn't care whereas it made sense in black adam this doesn't really make much of any any sense um yeah, it seems out of nowhere. Right, you think of the two characters of Shazam and Superman, they connect. You had the, uh, uh, specifically Black Adam, you had that Superman, Shazam, Black Adam short, even, uh, in the comics, their power levels, all that. And then now you have Diana of Themyscira showing up in what is essentially a Marvelized DC movie, and you're like, okay. Yeah, well, do you know what? I'm glad you said that because when I say it's marvelized, uh, people just roll their eyes and say, oh, yeah, and it's the same same thing you always say. But I, I genuinely believe that. I think it is. Um, well, and for those uh, who have not heard Scott here on the network, uh, he loves Marvel movies. <laughs> no, I mean, I, to be fair, there's, I mean, like Spider-Man No Way Home, amazing yeah. for, for what, okay, not, cool. for, not, for, not for the 
three Spider-Men coming together. That's not why I thought it was amazing. I thought it was amazing because there was real um, consequences to actions in that film. Mm -hmm. And we finally saw um, Tom's Spider-Man go through some pain. But I mean, yeah, this just, just, I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me um, at all, this movie um, at the minute. I will go and see it. I'll give it the chance, but I just don't really have any excitement towards it. Um, Even lesser than Black Adam. And I didn't really have any excitement towards that either for me. Nice. Now, may I ask, did you see Black Adam in the theater? I did, yes, I did. Yeah, um, yeah I, I did mean, not. I honestly, even I, just no, I go to the I movies mean, all the yeah. time, and especially DC movies. Like, I don't see all the Marvel movies now, and to, you know, have your back a little bit with Marvel, especially Phase 4, I just, I could not follow these people into Phase 4, man. I, I think Endgame literally should have been that. I think they maybe should have had some epilogue-type uh just continue that story to an extent maybe we'll stay in the same universe but all new characters everybody and they have just beaten a dead horse like it's a cw show over there uh the only problem is they're spending way more money than the cw ever did doing these giant theatrical movies that really are just joke after joke after joke and then back to this and i guess a little bit back to black adam my point is with black adam it just seemed uh, not in a comedy way. It just didn't seem the same caliber as what we got from the rest of the DCEU. And I think it was an excuse to put The Rock in a DC movie where DC prior had never really done that with their movies. It was like film yeah. first, stars and jokes second. And now it's just like the universe and jokes. And apparently you can... you d- They didn't even... A prime example of Black Adam, and then we'll get back to Shazam here, is that like... They didn't even bother with the Vulcan pointy ears. Like, I get it. Don't give him the widow's peak. He's the rock. Like, fine. I'll give you 50% of his brand, which is he's a bald man. He would look weird as the rock with hair, I guess. But it's like, you got to at least give him the cosplay $7 ears. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, And it just separates him from the the rest. He just looks like a, a... jacked up bald guy in a in a cosplay a little bit strange but yeah yeah, it takes me out of the dcu in a movie that's supposed to be in the dceu you know yeah i mean i i'm not i'm sick of this whole thing where they have to build an entire universe of what they think is their vision and all this you know they put James Gunn at the head of it to oversee it all. And that. I just think it's a load of nonsense. I mean, it doesn't always. Yeah. Work. So I guess we'll get into that for a time. second. So you're not a, you're not a huge fan of like the gods and monsters announcement and all that. No, I think a lot of it's a load of nonsense um, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. I just think yeah. he can't, he can't have it both ways for me. I mean, he's shoehorned the flash movie to say it's going to reset everything. Um, yeah. I'm pretty damn sure that Andy did not set out to do that with his film, but he, James mm. got a shoehorned that to reset um, the universe, which Never is stupid. You got, for me, you can't have it both ways. You can't keep the similar actors, the same actors for certain roles and then recast others because you don't like them or you don't want to work with them or you just think it won't work. I think you've mm. got to cut it loose, start again again or you continue with what you have that was very much where i was with it but i you know just looks like favoritism otherwise and a little bit of a um halfway house when it should be one or the other so uh, he's going to keep in margot robbie as harley quinn because she's the cash cow of of 
yeah. DC at the moment. Well, and, and Peacemaker so. too, due to its success. And even I, oh. selfishly, when we recorded, uh, I said to Eli, like my one argument was just like, yeah, well, Peacemaker was so good. And then listening back to the podcast, I'm like, to myself, I'm like, that's not good enough reasoning not to clear the board. Like you no, just, I mean, it, it's like great that we got that, I guess. Uh, but it's also, yeah, I mean, clear the board. If you're really doing it, do it. Yeah, and it or continue it. Otherwise, there's yeah. going to be. Um, I mean, the the, yeah, the Flash movie may reset and show us what's actually going to happen and how it will work. But even so, I just think it's a little bit strange. Um, and I'm really frustrated with the way that they're going about it. Like they've cut Bruce out of Aquaman and stuff like that. I just think it's strange. You know, end it or continue it. Simple as that. And and, and even so, I used to say that making this whole DCU is even going to work. Um, I'm not wholly convinced on that either. I mean, like you just mentioned, Marvel is way too bloated now. There's so much going on in there. No one knows what the hell's going to happen next and not in a good way. Yeah. Uh, Do bloated is perfect. Yeah. I mean, God, they just... You have to to watch everything. You'd have to dedicate like at least two (laughs) full days of your life to watching this crap otherwise you miss something and then oh that doesn't make sense and that doesn't make sense either so i need to go back and watch that oh right i've watched that oh but something else happened i need to go back and watch this now as well and it's just too much it needs to be um at the consumer's convenience not at their necessity and it just doesn't feel like the balance is there at the minute with marvel and i just don't want dc to fall into that category either yeah i don't either and i don't i I think that in some ways it's good to bring James Gunn as your, as your main guy there, but it's also, I do worry that this is one of the tone setters of the Marvel universe just as yeah. it's like, well, then you might as well have Robert Downey Jr. As your next, like whatever in the DC universe, which would just mean more of a tone that works at a time for a universe. Uh, I also think Marvel comics as, as a, even it, even at its core is, is a more chatty, uh universe there it's more like regular people talking about their problems with rent and you know spider-man has relationship problems and he's a kid and it's like real life stuff so that's why i also think like oftentimes one of my idols it hurts me every time i hear him say it but tarantino's not a big like dc he's a dc fan to an extent but like he doesn't think he said batman's not an interesting character i just that breaks my heart i don't know if i even fully believe him because but my the point is i also then think about it and i go oh well tarantino movie like it's chatty material like i and that's what marvel is and jokey and whatever so i think james gunn and and uh downey and and favreau all worked for that kind of tone of even at the, even at its core but dc is about like the gods and uh I, I think you know gods and monsters fine i just i hope james gunn and to get back to shazam uh but you know we are talking about i guess both we're bouncing back and forth uh about the flash and everything is like i just i just hope that he kind of respects the way that marvel if that's a chatty universe let's call dc whatever it is, not chatty, uh, don't be so James Gunn chatty. <laughs> yeah. And, and the difference between, I mean, you see it throughout the Sam trailer, he's just being an idiot throughout most of it. But then when you look at the Flash trailer, the Flash trailer to me looks like a DC movie. That that looks like a DC movie. There's no jokes in there, apart from the one at the end, which I'm fine with. Don't mind that. That's okay. Yeah, the Flash does feel DC. Agreed. 
yeah, it feels very, very DC, which is good. Um, it would really piss me off to put Keaton back in there and then come up with all these goofy jokes. And so I'm, gl- I'm glad that they seem to have gone for a more serious tone with that film. And so it should be. So it should be because it's, you know, yeah, world and universe affecting. So No, totally. Um, so yeah, back to Shazam here. Uh, I guess we touched on Wonder Woman... Well, let's get into the to the movie itself. I, you know, we already did say some things. I uh, go ahead, Scott. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of in two minds. I think that um, I will go and see it, but I I really don't think it's going to inspire um, much of anything. And they need to just tone down the the jokes a little bit. I mean, when you look at Shazam, and you know, he's only in it for one episode, but when you look at him in Justice League Unlimited, that's what I think Shazam is to me, you know, he's he may be a kid, but when he's um, when he's not Billy Batson, and you've got to remember, he has all the wisdom, the knowledge, everything is there because he is the elite superhero in that moment. This is a guy that can take on Superman, and right. in these movies, it just feels like he's a it feels like he's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. Like, but the whole yeah. point of Shazam is that he is the elite superhero immediately. He is in that role. Um, so I interesting so the strange the knowledge gets passed that's a good point yeah it kind of does yeah um i think that's a little bit a little bit weird i mean he could barely beat some guy with a freaking eight ball how is he going to be able to take on all these monsters <laughs> and do you know what i mean it's, it's a bit yeah. strange yeah i don't know man i it looks i heard someone say it looks like dumb fun i just wish dumb wasn't the <laughs> operative word here I'm not even sure fun's the word either. Um, they gave far <laughs> too much away in the trailer, I, I think. Yeah. Far too much away. And it, it's weird now the way that they will pile in the whole plot of a story into a trailer, but and then they think the cameo is the whole brilliance of going to see this movie. And it has to be the other way around. That can't that cannot be right. Well, good point. Yeah. I just think it's strange. Yeah, again, I think it's back to my beef with uh, Black Adam. Like, The Rock is enough to get some people, at least, to go see Jungle Cruise. I get that. I will never see the film Jungle Cruise. Some people (laughs) do that kind of thing. Not my thing. I'm not even putting it down. It's just like, those aren't the kinds of movies that I I watch. The Rock also, I guess, uh, we're in the same universe as Shazam does very little for me i don't know what it is there's something i'm clearly missing i see the charisma i see that you know like i saw him as a wrestler i think he was great as that i also was in fact disappointed on the positive side with black adam because i just thought if you just let him play it straight almost not obviously the rock character from the literal rock from uh uh, wrestling but like he at least had the ability to once again, if you just don't make these movies so chatty and it's just it's about the action and what it's actually about, it's not too hard to get a good performance out of. I don't want to just say a wrestler because there's actually some wrestlers that are really good actors. But what I'm saying is that like you can get, I think, even a performance of an actor that I personally don't even. I'm not again that impressed by The Rock. The Rock is not not enough to get me to the movies. I didn't. I literally didn't go to see this movie. But I'm also not a rock hater. Like if I feel like I always when they cast him as my the main point here is like when they cast him, I go, oh good. Like finally he's cast in a role that would actually intrigue me. Insofar as why is he in all these comedies? Like 
comedy is like the hardest thing to act. I don't personally yeah. find him funny. I don't think he's impossible, but I think it's like make him the straight man, make him like almost like he's laughing at himself, like the goofball as that he was as a wrestler. Otherwise, it's like, you know, just put him in a straight role in a suit. He's a physical actor, obviously. That's what these wrestlers are good with. They're good with working with the camera. They're good with putting on a performance. But it's like, you know, uh, whatever. And so I guess back to this, too, of I just if you just played it a little a lot more straight um, there, it was even in the trailer, the trailer, the point of a trailer is to sell me something. Right. So you could even sell mm -hmm. me what it is not the trailer could have sold us probably what looked like a more serious movie but even the trailer chose to over and over joke 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 like what are we doing i don't get it yeah no i agree um yeah <laughs> also they i mean this is going back to the first film they they introduced the shazam family i think far too early as well they just sort of it's right. almost like they didn't expect a sequel um i know they put mr mind in the end of the last movie and they tease the sequel but it's almost like they didn't expect a sequel with the first movie because they put everything in there <laughs> in in one film um which is far too short it, it was just over two hours wasn't it way too short to get all of that crammed in and yeah. all the shazam family crammed in it just feels like it should have led into this movie um with the shazam family and it was very strange yeah, good point. I mean, you totally could have saved the entire Shazam. -ly. You could have had that could have been your post credit to this, you know, and then it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. cool, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, who needs all that in one movie, namely in a movie that is already organically about family? It's, you know, they chose to have the whole heartbreaking scene of Billy's mom rejecting him, which I think people I get that that is a powerful scene. I, I think it's like bold for them to have done that. But even that mm -hmm. is like. I don't know. I didn't need all that in a movie about Shazam. Uh, maybe I did. I, I I thought I thought it was good. So maybe I'm, I'm like talking out of both sides of my mouth. But um, no, I agree. But... I don't think they needed to really show that. You know, um, no, I don't think they really need to show that. I mean, there's the same argument that can go for like the Joker. We haven't seen origins of the Joker before, and some for uh, some iterations like Heath Ledger we never saw where he came from but then we did with Jack Nicholson yeah we did with um Joaquin Phoenix and it's interesting to you don't always have to show it for it to be good so they didn't no. really need to go from that the origins in that first film but yeah there was too much in a short space of time in that first film so uh yeah and a lot of nonsense in there as well it still felt like they had fill apart so like when they're testing out his superhero abilities that didn't need to really be oh, that. It was just God. dumb stuff. Well, back to this, uh, to the sequel, I should say. Um, like, I gotta say it, dude. And even I guess this is back to the first one, too. Why are all the kids so damn old? Like, when he says Shazam, he sounds like Isaac Hayes. Like he's like 20 years old. He's like Shazam. Like, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear Shazam. Like Tara Strong used to do the voice for Shazam. Yeah. A woman. Yeah. Because he's a boy. And I just I get that we're doing sequels. I'm not naive enough to think that. But this is also not like a Stranger Things situation where COVID got in the way and now the kids are going to be older than Hopper by the end of that series. Like, this is a different story. The story here is that you had plenty of time to make him a boy 
and plan for sequels. And yeah. no, you just wanted to get one of the isn't one of the Stranger Things kids in this or not one of the kids from it, right? Yeah, that might be right. I'm and I honestly same. believe yeah. it's like that's why they did that is just so you could get some name recognition of an older kid, and it completely screwed up, in my opinion. And, and you know, people go back and forth to they're like, oh well, you're uh, like for example, like Robin being too old in in the Schumacher movies, and it's like. Yeah, well, it was a time when a lot of people were doing that. Maybe it'd be, and it's like, all right, let's say you are a defender for whatever reason of maybe not Chris O'Donnell old, but you, you just let it go because it's like, all right, whatever. It's easier to explain. You can't let it go with a child character. It's not a child actor, a child character. Mm. Who The whole point is that he says a word and is all of a sudden not a child. Now that this actor is probably 20 years old, it does once again nothing for me. Yeah. To me, that's yeah, like a, a Batman beyond at best age. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. And the, the, you can tell when the Billy says Shazam, the, the actor's far too old. Like, he's a great <laughs> big, muscly guy. Saying yeah, and he kind of looks the... like muscly too. Like, you could tell they had yeah. him work out and shit. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah, I I'd like to say I go back to it. I don't think they planned for a sequel. Oh, um, uh, okay. I genuinely don't think they planned for a sequel, and then they had to shoehorn it in because they did all right financially the last one, and they thought, oh yeah, let's go for this. But can you imagine when they do the next film? He's gonna. But be... I still think I would still argue in the first one he's too old. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's probably true. He's how old is he in the comics? Is he like? eight or ten or something like that i can't yeah i think it's i think it's a little closer to ten you know i mean i i'd even go for like 11 12 you know like i used to teach middle school i'd say sixth grade they're still they're still kind of boys and girls like they're old enough as actors where it's believable they can run around and do some physical things get into trouble be smart enough to an extent yeah but like 12 at most dude and i feel like they were like teenagers in that movie even in the first one Mm. and the only thing they can do is recast but i mean i can't see that and yeah so there's that's a point too and i, I didn't consider them not planning for a sequel but even that like I, I you know not to keep refuting what you're saying but it's a superhero movie you're not planning for sequels even potentially yeah, true yeah well true uh, i really hope they recast the kid acts at the place freddie got that guy knows me like Sh- shut up oh. <laughs> Same, honestly man. especially in the first movie he is the biggest problem with that film like drives me nuts like just shut up man so annoying (laughs) i don't know what it is it just really gets on my nerves really does get on my nerves yeah i know and they the worst part too like it almost i feel this is how i feel when i watch those scenes with him is like i feel like an insult to my intelligence i truly feel that (laughs) way because it's like they want me to sit there and be like oh this kid is so funny these jokes Mm are hilarious yep. and he's so sharp for his age and even though he's disabled at least he's got a mouth on him and it's like i don't think you're doing service to this disabled with this character no. i truly don't like you're making him no. annoying on top of his issues and it's like i don't that kid is not charming to me he i think in the it movies like i get the casting but they played it the way they directed him all of it uh, these Deadpool-y jokes of like saying things out of the side of his mouth and really quickly like it's funny and shit. I'm like, you are not yeah, funny. No, no, he is definitely not sharp. <laughs> like you're not, not Ryan Reynolds at all. No, I mean that that kid is probably about as sharp as a spoon. He, um, <laughs> no. 
awful. <laughs> and I even found the whole that whole joke about again them trying to like make levity of him being disabled because I you know they're trying to represent or whatever. And I'm like, you didn't just do anyone a favor with that joke. Not at all. No, like it was kind of awkward for me to watch that. I'm like, ooh, you thought that was inclusive? I don't. Ugh, so it, I hope we don't yeah. get more wannabe inclusive bullshit in this, but you know we're gonna, especially now with how movies are. Ugh. Yep. Um I could just well, smell for, this movie is gonna have that all over it. Yeah, it is. And you know, they, they should keep the politics away from it. They Ugh. Marvel have leaned into that and it's not gone well for them. So let's Oh, you uh, think so? You think they've leaned yeah. into it? Yeah, I think. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very subtly. That's why I love having people from the UK on. Oh, <laughs> oh God, dude. The dryness. I need it. <laughs> uh, not the politically. I just your dry humor is perfect for this kind of shit because it's just like, yeah, dude. Ugh. Anyway, I guess let's not get into that. But, um, you know, it is relevant because I and I also think maybe not even to directly hit that is just I think it's relevant insofar as symptomatic of this play this movie playing into what seems like another formulaic this is what sells for a superhero movie which inevitably is what the attitude of marvel is so you're just going to have to keep comparing it to that because that's what they're doing it looks like at least to me yeah yeah they need to stop uh, competing with marvel stop looking over the fence and just focus on what they're doing with their um with their stuff and not really worry about anything else but unfortunately they can't help themselves and they keep pulling people over from marvel i mean james Gunn obviously is the most obvious if you keep yep. doing that it's you're gonna get marvel so mm. <laughs> um so i guess just to wrap this up this part up the shazam fury of the gods uh wonder woman stuff and then we'll get into some good stuff about the figures uh so i think this trailer dropped like 12 days ago it looked like like almost two weeks ago but the wonder woman reveal was like only a couple days ago uh what do you i guess for our final thoughts here what do you think her relevance is to this movie prediction um, what i'm saying i i don't know yeah genuinely um i wish i had an answer but i think it's a like i say i think it's a shoehorn to get her in, in there just to sort of like rest the rumors that she's going to get recast i genuinely think that um so right you said that but you yeah, know look how that worked out for henry cavill so you know i could be wrong um <laughs> who knows what's going to happen but i i genuinely think that's the case you know james gunn is at the hell now so if he recasts her after this then he better have a bloody good reason why <laughs> that's happening mm. Yeah, I guess what I'll say is it's jarring to go from and to get into what she actually said in the trailer. It's jarring to go from her grabbing a dude by his ankles in that London museum and throat bashing his head into a wall and brain shooting everywhere. Incredible. And scene. probably one of the most moving moments just after that, talking to a little girl who is terrified. Incredible. Uh, that and talk about not forced, but completely representative of women little girls, all that. I I cry every single time I watch that. That moment in, in ZS Jail is unbelievably fucking good. And yeah. to go from that to her walking away like a rap video, you know, why don't you stick to saving the world, kid? What? Mm -hmm. And again, I this I think is like 
comedy's the hardest thing ask any actor it's the hardest thing to do that's why soap operas are so easy to produce that quickly they can literally put soap operas on assembly lines because they're it's just drama you could just keep go 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 like i'm not saying gal gadot is a bad actor i just comedy is not easy and you wrote a dumbass moment between two characters that and that's what you put in the trailer Honestly, to be fair, the, these days, especially for these films, there's not very many bad actors. Um, it's all about the people that direct them and the way that they uh, manipulate yeah. the story. So, I mean, the biggest example of that would be George Clooney as Batman. He, I think he could deliver it. And <laughs> yeah, un- dude. He could, he could deliver an unbelievable um, Batman. I have absolutely no doubt about that. And I have no doubt Chris O'Donnell could deliver an unbelievable mm. Robin as well. Same. But yep. the direction that they were sent in and the rabbit hole they went down was not right. So, I mean, yeah. we've seen see, the scene you talked about with Gal um, Godot and Zack Snyder's Justice League was, is perfect. You know, that is Wonder Woman to me, an unbelievable yep. warrior with an even bigger heart. Here we just see just, yeah, I mean, it completely falls apart. Wonder Woman 84 was a slow degradation of, oh, of her. Oh, God, it's, dude. It was poor, but, you know, completely saved <laughs> at the end by that scene with Steve Trevor at the very end. But other than that, the rest of the, the film was strange, to say the least. Uh, very oh, forgettable. Yes. But, yeah. Good um, point. That would have been the last thing we saw her in, if not essentially for COVID, because without COVID, then we wouldn't have gotten CSJL. <laughs> Yeah, and... I mean, this. Uh, I mean, people have said Gal Gadot's a poor actress and all this, but I mean, you look at Zack Schneider's Justice League, and she was incredible. Um, yeah, and in, in her that. own first movie, she was incredible. But then you look at Wonder Woman eighty four, and also the first Justice League, they were crap, and you, it's the direction that they um, they were sending her in. She just does not suit the, you know, the comedy and the the sort of almost like the charming side of things that's not her she's more of a you 100%. know hard hard hitting wonder woman who, well and also uh, here's your real test to that is has she ever been in a good comedy that's your test well, yeah you know yeah. it's like if i see a good comedy and she's in it and she's bad there's your test i just i mm-hmm. truly believe people do this all the time they're like oh you know let's say you didn't like bvs and you say ben affleck's a bad batman it's like bullshit it's like no i <laughs> like it's just if it, the movie you don't like and people always not always i just see it too much of pinning on the actor you not liking the movie and it's completely unfair yeah yeah true I it's agree. like you're not thinking about 99 percent. like an actor is like keith ledger said he's like he he he's a paintbrush he's like that's what i do i'm i'm a tool for the director which he's giving himself way too little credit obviously especially him but it point is it's like an actor is not it's an ingredient in a very large process. Well, it's like making a song, isn't it? The last thing that goes on a record is the vocals. So, you know, this, the same Ooh. thing is for is for the characters. You know, the, you can't start writing, you can't cast an actor and then start writing a story. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. really work, you know, and maybe Black Adam's the example of that, you know, The Rock. Yeah, yeah. I feel like The Rock cast himself as Black Adam years ago and then they wrote a story oh, around God. him. And it kind of didn't really work. It was okay, but it wasn't great either. Well, that annoyed me too. So many people opened their reviews in a positive way going, you know what? I'm so glad this guy got to fulfill his passion project. Oh, like, it's, it, yeah. It's leave nonsense, all it's of nonsense, that bullshit aside. That has nothing to do with the quality of a movie. If you're doing a review 
Like I'm I'm not saying you can't compliment the guy, but that is such a sidebar irrelevant part of that movie. Like I do not care that he has taken that, 10 to 13 years to want to be a character and produced it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I mean reviews a lot of people just watch these films with their eyes closed, I think, because you look at like Justice League and Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League. People said oh it was, it was just the same movie but longer. Oh yeah, it was just the same like it, we what? all know. We all know it oh wasn't the same. Do you know what I mean? It, it, but that, that for me, that was the most direct example of it. And no, you're right. yes, yeah. it's an example that I use a lot because it's the, one of my favorite films. But it, you know, that just kind of shows how stupid some of these people are, really, because it it, it <laughs> couldn't be a more different movie. But it's a direct example. It's the same actors, yeah, it, playing the same roles but playing them completely differently. Yeah. Um, so it, it just shows you that the direction and the tone is everything the actors are simply the last bit of the jigsaw to go in there and, and fulfill the role mm. well put alright so we have uh, just over five minutes and we are going to switch gears because we are so excited for Shazam Fury the Gods that we have to contain ourselves oh, yeah. and move on um, but you know, it's a big movie coming up. We got to talk about it. Moving on. Uh, the Flash. I mean, dude, could this... It, am I psychic, Scott, to have you on when these figures dropped? I know. It was incredibly uh, perfectly, perfectionately <laughs> timed. Um, no, I'm very excited for these figures. They look amazing. They really do. Right? So uh, let's talk about it. So pre-orders went up today, 12 p.m. EST uh, on Big Bad Toy Store. Literally, Scott uh dms me last night on instagram going you know just to confirm that we're recording today and then i as i'm receiving that message i'm scrolling through instagram after work like figures dropping figures dropping figures dropping i was like hell yeah so we had to at least hit five minutes on these uh so scott you like what you see what uh what are what are your highlights Um, I mean, the the Keaton figure looks incredible. Um, I really like the Barry Allen um, figure they've done as well, where he's wearing the Keaton suit, but resprayed. Mm. That looks so amazing. And uh, yeah, the Batmobile. I mean, they all look great. The only questionable one I have is the Ben Affleck figure. The face doesn't look the best. And the suit is completely different color-wise to what it is in the actual film or what it looks like it's going to be in the actual film but um mm. i will still be getting that entire wave it looks great and even the supergirl looks a lot better than the leaks suggested but i mean anyone who was believing that those leaks were going to be how they were going to be was i think kidding themselves but the um the figures look really good yeah i'm very excited to pick them all up i'm going to assume you'll be doing the same um especially Sorry, yeah, i was just uh, drinking well. my water there but yeah i uh I am yes. I well, not all of them. I'm, I'm going to say that. I um, also just I'm not in a phase of like figure buying right now, so I might yeah. eventually get them all. But the point is, I immediately though was super excited. Just I mean, in general, even if I don't buy them, I, I'm still a person who looks through Big Bad Toy Store several times a week. It's just a thing I do. Um, so I definitely pre-ordered Keaton Batman. I definitely pre-ordered the batmobile yeah uh so i was just like holy shit like i can't believe he's doing it. and 22 inches like i didn't know that yeah it's crazy isn't it <laughs> like that thing yeah oh and then uh of course he did a 
uh, McFarlane did a, a video on Instagram, like displaying the whole thing, and it just looked gorgeous. And of course, it is to scale to the seven inch Keaton. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. oh my god! I did not know any of that until literally after pre-ordering it. Yeah, but, it's, um, it's at twelve p.m. on the dot, I was on BBTS like right before we recorded. Uh, and I don't do again. This is a person who I am not in a phase of figure buying, and I still was that when i learned the exact time i was on there and to uh big bad's credit man they were on the money like not every figure was immediately available and in fact <laughs> i was they so annoyed really quick because really my first quick. refresh the only thing available was that stupid red not it's not red death but what is it flat evil flash uh, dark flash yeah dark which flash, i think it's cool i really like wish that. they didn't reveal that because that's something we didn't know we were getting in the movie well, we know it's not been shown in the trailer, has it yet? But I mean, no. I guess DC had given the green light for it, but it's still, yeah, it's a little strange. And just looking at the figures now, they just released this picture of Supergirl 15 minutes or so ago. Uh, they look really good. Um, I'm really happy with the paint on the figures. It seems better than they have been doing recently. They mm. haven't always been... I mean, the sculpts have always been incredible on McFarlane stuff, always, right from mm. the very start. But it's been the paint that's been sort of up and down, maybe a little bit of head sculpting here and there. But I, I okay. think they're getting there now. I mean, I'm not I'm not one of these people that starts picking at them for certain things and people think I give them far on a pass all the time, but I don't. I just think for 20 quid, it's 20 quid. It's not, you know, the right. $100 Mezco, Mayfax, SH Figure Arts stuff. You know, when SH Figure Arts release a, a catfish Toby Maguire, they deserve to be hammered, but McFarlane don't deserve to be <laughs> hammered for a £20 figure that is accessible to everybody, by the way, which wasn't yeah. the case with Mattel. So, yeah, I don't think they deserve to be hammered for that. Nice. Good to hear your thoughts, man. I uh, We have less than a minute, so we're going to cut it there. But it was awesome talking to you. Awesome seeing you, man. Right back at you, man. Yeah, really good to see you. Hopefully we speak again soon. Um, loving the setup, by the way. It looks great. Oh, thank you. Much appreciated. As you can see, I got the uh, VTAS Batmobile right there. So Awesome. <laughs> and totally. you have yours. <laughs> yeah, I have mine. Yes. Awesome. All right, man. Well, good to see you. Ciao. Take, take care, Ben. Thanks for coming on. No problem, man. Anytime. Peace.